I hate this oh, layout. This way. is much but, better. No. What do you have today? What book is that? Today I have the giving tea. I'm going to bring a different Dr. Seuss book every time now. Every time. Dead ass, I'm kind of here for it. I'm kind of here for it. The book every time. Oh, I'm here no, for it. not this. Oh my lord. Oh, but bonjour. Is it giving tree mama? That's the question. <laughs> bonjour et bienvenue à la cup, the currently unnamed podcast where we put the real and the tea in reality. And you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy, I say something gay. Gay. And I feel very say something gay, gay today because I'm drinking iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as usual, they messed up my Dunkin' order and literally didn't put any of the flavorings that I wanted in it. So it's Dunkin' Cold Brew plus my homemade uh, cinnamon honey vanilla creamer that I'm making because I'm that gay now. Uh, and it's very good. You're homosexual, stop it. And I'm Eris <laughs> punk rock hairy fairy, reminding you to stream Mustache by Twin Twin. No, for it's a those horrible of you the, song. For those of you out there, know it is a infamously disastrous Eurovision song by the French. Horrible, horrible. I can't live for it. I'm sorry, it's bad in a cheesy way. Is that it? Sure. Well, hello and hello and hi. I am Lana, your resident diva, here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea because you know I loves me some tea. Her. So if you have some tea, you know what to do. Hit me up. And today I am doing a return, something that has not been back for a while, but now it's back, back, back again. I am drinking a strawberry sun kiss because you know I love me some strawberry sun kiss. It's been a minute, but she is back. And so, yes, be prepared to see her in the next few episodes of our podcast because she's back, baby. And yeah, but if I was not drinking strawberry sun kiss, I would be drinking something out of my cup mug. I think I'm the only one that has it today because people are away from their cup mugs or just left Mine it being somewhere. Washed. But it's okay. I will represent for us all because that's what I do. You can get your cup mug at our lovely store, the Lana's Etsy shop at lanagescreations.etsy.com. And yes, we do ship internationally. So please don't think just because... You are international. You can't get your own cup mug because you can. So check out my store, my Etsy shop, and uh, get your cup merch. All of the cup merch, other things we have uh, besides that, and other things that I have in my store. Check it out. Thank you. Work. And hello, guys. It is me. It is I, Mr. Talon said, your favorite guy. And today, you know, I'm drinking a glass of ice water, not sponsored by Mother Let Loose, so we won't be needing the button. Oh, well, it anyway. <laughs> That's I'm totally still playing fine. the button. As you should. 
this time sponsored by none other than Irene the Alien Queen Dubois because, you know, making a glass of water for our talent show is very important, you know? And can you hear me? Yeah, we can, loud okay. and clear. Okay, I, I've been having weird mic issues, but I'm David Healy and I don't have a cute intro, but I do have a cute shirt. Period, cute shirt wearing- my Bianca Del Rio shirt. I know her. Yes, not today, <laughs> Satan. Um, yes, I'm out of town and I'm visiting a friend. But um, I am drinking. Uh, hey, Logan, do you know where my drink is? Can you get? Thank you, Logan. I appreciate it. I hate you guys. I hate y'all. I hate you guys. It's a David Healy. I hate you guys. I love this. And I hate you. I tell y'all, we spent easily three hours trying to figure out how to pull this off. Like it's it was an adventure and a half, but we figured it out. So we are uh-huh. together. We love sharing. them. Oh my god, that's so crazy! Wait, I know this try. is so weird. Now you're <laughs> it's it's Wait, strange. let me try. <laughs> no, no, that's a wall. I'm drinking an Arizona sweet tea. I'm about to say, let me <laughs> let me let me, walk, let me walk over and see if I can join them too. Hold on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm at home. All right. But this is beautiful. I'm glad you guys are together. That's great. Did y'all have any idea? No. No. Okay. Like, David's running late. And I was David like, oh, said he's yeah. falling to Dallas. That's what I heard. So, so David's what? running late because he was like right here the whole time. I was in Dallas when I told you I was in Dallas. So okay. just and then he flew to Tucson. That, <laughs> so. I love that. I love that for you guys. That's so great. Oh, it's been It's been lovely, but... We're not here to talk about David and I being in the same room. We're here to talk about Drag Race France. Yay! Oh, s'il vous plaît. Sometimes I do speak French, mm-hmm. maybe. Sometimes. Oh, is that episode what I mean? three, mm-hmm. an, an, an acting challenge that I thought was an acting challenge, but in fact is more just so an improv challenge. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how I feel about this challenge, honestly. Oh, I do. Um, I just, I felt, uh, I, I felt like it was a little flat for me. The whole thing, not like just one person, like the whole thing felt a little, hmm, like we've seen it before. Like we've seen them do an improv of a news anchor show and, you know, all the different parts of a news show broadcast i don't know it just it just seems it just and i don't think maybe maybe it's the translation i will give it that because it possibly lost in translation for a few of the jokes a few of the things maybe i just didn't understand and as our lovely viewers pointed out to us let me know what i didn't understand because if i don't know i don't know and if you don't tell me i will still never know so if you let me know what i didn't miss it just felt like it was a little flat for me i enjoyed it but i wasn't like super entertained by it if that yeah. makes sense it's no, totally. I get that. honestly in the same boat as you Lana and I just thought maybe it's because the British and the French like have a very different sense of humor like the British humor is really vulgar and just on the nose 
Um, yeah, I didn't really get a lot of it. I mean, the person who made me laugh the most, we'll get into it when we discuss the challenge. Like, I felt like there was a lot of jokes that were in And what I'd also say is the challenge ran very long, like, when we were actually very. watching it. I think they could have done with, like, maybe switching this challenge out for something else and doing it later. It did mm. feel like there was maybe, like, one too many characters. Mm. I don't know what character I would have necessarily taken out, but... I do. Oh? <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> and I oop. Ooh. Oh. Well, I'll divulge when we talk about the challenge. Oh, not bad. So, but before <laughs> we talk... Unless you want me to say it now. I mean, if we're talking about removing characters, she did get removed at the end of the episode. Oh, well... Okay, David, you were saying... <laughs> I was going to say, before we get too much into this episode, there's a few things from uh, last week that I'd like to talk about. Sure. Thanks to the beautiful comments we got from yes. people. Yes. Um, yes. If you are watching this, please feel free to like, subscribe, and leave comments because I read them all. I respond Me to too. Them. Me too. Um, but we got some interesting tea about some of the looks from last week. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. I did forget about that actually. <laughs> the The main one I wanted to talk about is Mami Wata with her graffiti look. I love that look if you all Me remember. Too. Me too. But what we found out is that was actually supposed to be a wasp look. Yes. Well, she said that on the show. Yeah, she said that on the show. Oh, did we talk about that last mm -hmm. week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. The thing that we did not talk about was Vespi. Yes. And uh, yeah, oh, Vespi. Yeah apparently did not get her uh, look in time for this uh, reveal runway. And Ooh. so she had to improvise. So that's why some of us may have been a little bit underwhelmed knowing that she just came up with that and tried to make it work at the last minute. Um, I'm very impressed with her on that. So. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me knowing that. It's unfortunate and that seems to be a trend now with a lot of the girls. We've heard that from a lot of the Down Under girls from at least the cast assessment situation. We've heard that from uh, some of the Mexico queens as well. And it's just like, stop being disrespectful to our queens that are going on Drag Race. Like, hello? Also, they, they need to give them more time before the show. I'm sorry. You need to give them at least like two months to prepare. Yes. Well, I think season two of Drag Race UK, at least as far as I know, they got about six weeks. Yeah. And that was a 12-person cast, and that was a long fucking season. I mean, lockdown and things happen. But, like, you look at people like Cherry Valentine's runway package, uh, where she made so many amazing outfits, where she hand-stoned them, hand-painted, all of this, and then she gets sent home in the last thing she made for before she came to Drag Race while she was suffering from burnout, after spending yeah. six weeks making outfits and also working as a nurse. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I I do I will say, and this is on an All Stars note, I do really love what All Stars Eight is doing with the fame games and being able to show off the whole package. I don't necessarily love the way that the fame games has gone as a whole, and we'll talk about that in our All Stars review, which is coming out later this coming week. But um I think the idea of letting all, letting their girls show their full packages on Drag Race itself, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that because they've spent so much time, money, and effort to do all of this for just the early out girls to not get that opportunity to show what they what they brought. Mm -hmm. So, but 
we start this episode, we did lose Vespi in a very unfortunate lip sync accident by Cookie Cunty. Um, no, it was actually a really good lip sync, but um, Vespi's gone, everyone's upset, specifically Peach. Peach is like, I'm so happy that I won, but also like my best friend going into this is now gone. And like the person that helped me start drag is now out of this competition. And I just don't know how to feel about that. Sad times. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see more of Vespi as well because I feel like she probably had like a fucking fantastic runway package to present. I mean, the first episode, the Wasp look. Oh, I'm just. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's sad to see Peach like so torn up about it because I've one line that really stuck with me. She was like, oh, I don't feel like I can celebrate because I feel so guilty being here without her now. Yeah. Yeah. But. Such is the drag race experience, I guess. It's unfortunate, but yeah. So we come into the workroom the next day. Nikki walks in, and I just love how everyone is just so feral for Nikki Doll. <laughs> I mean, myself included, if I'm being honest. But I'm just like, everyone is so just obs- like obsessed Honey. with what Nikki Doll is. It, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, she looked good this week, all she around. Did. Right. Um, that wig, we'll talk about it, but that wig. We will discuss at length the wig she's wearing, uh, and the outfit for that matter. But we get a mini challenge. It's a good old reading challenge. Literally all three franchises this week gave it's us a reading, reading challenge, time. which I I I loved it too because I was like, oh, now I get to know how everybody says reading is fundamental in every different language. We have fundamental, fundamental, and fundamental. Like everybody was reading is fundamental movement. Fundamental. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought we got some really good reads in this one. I was consistently laughing at Mm -hmm. reads. Uh, I'm trying to think, did anybody flop? Um, oh, Mummy Watcher yeah. didn't do amazing. Mummy Watcher yeah. didn't do great. Yeah. Kitty Space didn't do all that great, but there were laughs. My yeah. favorite read was Punani to Kitty Space just between April and June. Yes, that was and- my favorite. Man, I was <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. That one just took me out. I was like, not between June. Meh. <laughs> Like, I've never heard that before, so I'm like, that's fun and new and different. That's funny. Because at this point, we just have so many recycled reads, and it's like, oh, good, you put a spin on that read that I've heard three times before. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, We do get a winner, and we get Peach winning. And I remember Peach being funny, but I don't remember any of their specific reads. Um, no, I, I probably would have gave it to Punani, honestly. Mm. I would have gave it to Moon. Shocker. I agree. I think Moon was really so funny. funny and adorable. Adorable. She was not that funny. She, she was adorable. She was sweet. I I think Moon was. I don't think she was the funniest one for a read. I think she was too 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 adorable for reads. Like she's adorable and everything she says. I'm like, she's, she's too cute and perfect to be reading people. Right. But I love she does. But so I love her, I love her reactions to every read that she got. She was like, I have two blemishes. 
my skin is perfect. I was like, <laughs> well, that's I, what I like in the reading challenges when you can really like respond quickly. And I mean, but she wasn't responding to them. She was responding to her confessionals. So she had time to think about those. I'm just sad that no one made a joke about, I don't know if they have this brand of like hot chocolate in France. Swiss Miss. I was waiting for someone to call Moon a Swiss Miss. Mm. I don't think they do. Probably That's not. They, pro- they probably have better and... instant chocolate over there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Peach wins. Good for Peach. Love it. Cool. I guess. Um, and we find out that the maxi challenge for the week is the croissant show. And the whole time I was just thinking of that TikTok, I went out and got a croissant. 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 <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> I had one today, actually. It reminded me of the, the uh, challenge from season nine with Naya Rivera. Ah! What was it called? Uh, um, good morning, bitches. Good morning, bitches. Good morning, bitches. Yeah. What was the other? There were two different teams, and they had good morning, bitches. And I forget what the other one was. Well, I got real Q and N vibes from this, going all the way back to season three. Um, Not Q and N. Q and N, Muma. Prehistoric drag. Burn my ass! <laughs> I love it. I love the other The barometric pressure. The barometric pressure, it's here. Bad. Um, so Peach gets to pick the parts. And the only real, like, not drama necessarily, but like moment is we get Punani and, um, oh, who else wanted the new? Mami Wata? Mami Wata, they both wanted the news anchor part. And then Peach is like, but I also want the news anchor <laughs> part. So I'm going to take it. And I want to do it with one of the two of you. Right. And we'll talk about who she does it with. But um, we go very quickly to rehearsals. Like there's not a, there, there wasn't really any fluff in this episode, which I appreciated. Mostly because I think the challenge went like 15 minutes. So I get it. Um, but we're in recording. It's with Nikki and Daphne. And then we end up finding out that Daphne is actually part of uh, Sarah's interview. Mm-hmm. Now, what I find interesting is I'm gonna I'm gonna juxtapose for a second Sarah's performance with Mummy Watch's performance. Because when Sarah was doing the interview, uh Nikki was like, I need you to be more sexual. Like, try being more sexual. Mm-hmm. And we go to Mami Wata's, and she comes out the gate, this sexual-ass bitch. They're like, mm, but rein it in a little bit. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Right. Like, it, it, it felt very, like, they, the directions were all over the place. Like, you told Peace, you know, bring it down some. Relax a little bit, calm down a little bit. You're too much. And then Sarah, you're you're not being sexual enough. Like, give me more. Yeah. Like, give me more. Then mommy wants to. Ooh, you're too sexual. Like, what? What? Right. What? It feels like ultimately the winner of this challenge is the person that listened to the judges' critiques in the moment the best. It feels like to me, the person who won is the person they wanted to win, because that's what they directed them to do and it was like then when they did it it wasn't enough like when mommy wata did what you told her to do and when peace did what you told her to do 
then they didn't give their all in the challenge. They could have done more. But like you told me to rein it in. So I reined it in, but now it's not enough. You told Sarah forever exactly what you wanted her to do. She did it. And therefore she wins. Spoiler alert. So I'm like, not that I mind because Sarah Forever. I don't mind draft. at all. But... Sarah Forever's in my draft. But you know, I'm just like are you is is this how it's going to be are you going to direct things make it for your favorites to get the better you know performance and then tell other people that they need to bring it back down but then when they do listen to you the final product wasn't enough and i don't feel like that's right so that's why i always feel like outside people need to direct these things so the judges aren't a part of it because i feel like when the judges are a part of it, they can add their input but I know I don't I guess that's how they always do it in drag race, but I feel like they need to not do that because you can have outside uh un, un you know unconscious bias. You not I might not even be trying to do it, but it just so happens to happen that way. So I'm not like blaming them for being that way because that just hap that's just human nature. Sometimes we have an unconscious bias when we're doing things because we like this person or we just really want them to give the best performance. But if you have an outside person who is not a judge, who does not have any stake in this, they're just there to direct and it's going to be there. They're going to put their best effort, make sure everybody gives a great performance. So that's just my little two cents. Mm. Rosie De Palma directing. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk at length about her because she, uh, when we get there, because she is an icon to me and I was very thrilled to see her on uh, this episode, but Mr. Talented, any thoughts on the on the rehearsal itself? No, not really. I kind of agree with everything y'all said. It just kind of reminds me of when Kylie Sonique was being directed by Michelle Visage on All Star 6, where she literally got yeah. up and showed her what to do, and then she won the challenge. Kind of reminds me of that. But yeah, the judges need to like take their bias away from the competition sometimes when they're doing stuff like this and be fair. If it's one critique for one girl, keep it the same for everyone else. I will say, though, I do think, I remember when, when Kylie Sonny Club um, got those uh, notes from Michelle, um, a lot of people were very upset that she won. They were like, she should have been in the bottom because she had to receive notes. But I'm the kind of person that if they have to receive notes, that's fine. It's what they do with it once they get the notes that really matters. Absolutely. So if somebody takes those notes and absolutely nails it, then I still think they deserve to be praised. Of course, that doesn't always work uh, if if they're being conflicting with what they want, like with Mommy Wata. But I hold nothing against Sarah forever. I mean, and I don't either. I also felt the same way how they did this thing with Kitty Space. Even in this thing, they were like, Kitty, you needed so much direction from us. Well, and, but did she pull off what you wanted her to do? She did exactly what you told her to do. And then now she's getting, well, that wasn't enough. But well, what do you want? What, what do you want? Do you want her to do what you want her to, what you told her to do? Or do you want her to listen to your critiques and then just totally do the opposite of that? Like, I don't know what you want from her. Or, or what do you want from any of these queens when you're giving them directions and saying, this is what I want. This is what you should do. And then when they do it, mm, it just wasn't enough. Or we had to direct you too much. 
that's your job as the director. Direct me. That, should, that shouldn't be an issue of I had to give you too much direction. I am not an actor. This is not what my job is. I am a queen to professional to uh, entertain you. I don't have to be an actress to entertain you. So your job as a director is to bring out the best in your actors. That's your job. My job is to be on the stage, look pretty, and entertain. And was I not entertained? Are you not entertained? But you can't turn around and give me the direction. I do the direction and then judge me and say, mm, you didn't do enough. I did what you told me. How is that not enough? So that's my whole yeah. mm, about the whole situation. I definitely agree. I'm definitely in the same camp as, as David, really. It's like, I, I don't care if people get critiques or get notes during it. It's what you do with it. And it's mm -hmm. what ends up at the end result that really matters. Got so, that too. I, I agree. I do feel like the Drag Race panel is slowly crawling to being back on its bullshittery, which I'm not really happy and about. And Kitty Smile wasn't even here this week. <laughs> like that's the, that's the difficulty. Is like he wasn't even here. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Listen, if there's one reason I'm happy he's on the panel, it's just because I know my girl Kiana will be safe for the long term. I know! Kiona will be fine if Kitty Smile is on the panel. And it, you know what? I'm fine. Lana, you're muted, darling. I keep going in and out. It's these weeks where he's not here that I'm like, uh, y'all be on that bull and try to get Kiona out. I'll be like, don't be messing with me because um, but I, I feel like she's 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 doing fine on her own, but she hasn't given them a reason. Yeah, right. But I feel like the second he not there and they she give a slip up just a tiny bit, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's Kitty? Where is Kitty? <laughs> Where's Kitty Smiles? Where is Kitty Smiles? Where is he? Okay, but anyway. He's there next week and doesn't look good from the, what we saw on the preview. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So I know, I know, I know. So but we don't know who he's talking about. True. True, true, true. Um, I do want to briefly touch on the workroom stuff because it was, it was a lot all at once. And I was just like, they trying to kill me. They trying to kill me. It's not normally this much back to back to back. And so it, when it is, I'm just like, oh God. Like It was the trauma hour. It, it really was. So we get the, we get the conversation with, we start with Moon. Mm -hmm. Talking about a little bit more detail into her transition and like all of that process, which I'm glad we're hearing more about. I said in our episode one review, I was hopeful that we would get a little bit more information about it from her on the show, and we have been. So I'm really happy about that. Um, talking about how she just was not happy and she didn't want to be, you know, with us on this earth anymore. But mm -hmm. when she started taking hormones, it was like everything changed. And I'm like, hi, just in case you forgot. Gender affirming care is affirming. Mm -hmm. Affirming is the key word in this scenario. Hello. Like I've seen I've seen firsthand friends of mine that are like in the middle of their transition or starting their transition and just like seeing how they change and how like how much happier and how much like brighter they are like i've seen it firsthand so i know that like i know i can see those things that she's feeling and experiencing and i i do love that she was able to able to get to a place where she is now we 
Yeah, I agree. You all know I love Moon. So like hearing that kind of broke my heart for mm-hmm. her. And just looking at her, like anytime I've seen her on the show, I've seen nothing but pure woman. Like she's right. never she's never seemed like out of place with who she is. So hearing that was actually a surprise for me, even like knowing she's only been on hormones eight months. It was like, you look like you've been on hormones since you were 12, literally. <laughs> like yeah. a woman, and we love you for it. Yeah. yeah. She's, so, she's just so pure, and I think the world's a much better place with her on it. Agree. So I'm, I agree. I'm glad that she's in a better place. Yeah. I agree with you, David. Not I, that kind of place. No, not in a better place, but you know in a good place in her life. Good place yes. in her life. But yeah, I agree. I think like Moon is so pretty. Like she's so pretty. And like when you look at some drag queens, you're like, okay, yes, I can see the 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 features are a little stronger for you know they they reach more so towards their manlier side than their feminine side, which is you can say my name. <laughs> I mean, I was never um, but well. I, I was about to say, I was about to say I would never, but Iris, but no, <laughs> but no. Um, I, I would never. never ever dare Iris envy. I would never ever say Iris looks like a manly man of a man in drag, but no, I would never say that. Like why? No, no, yeah. <laughs> but I um, mean, but yeah. So, but she definitely have it has embraced the femininity of her, of who she is. And I can see that. And I was like, Oh, only eight months. She definitely like, Mm -hmm. this is just who she is. And I feel like even when she, before her hormones, she started taking a hormone. She was just feminine and she was just pretty. She was soft. And I feel like that's why she was like, you know what? This is who I'm supposed to be. This is just who I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be in this body. I'm not supposed to be this man that I was, you know, that they want me to be. So I'm just going to go all the way and do it. And I appreciate that she opened up and was able to just be like, no, I was not happy in my life. Yes. I thought about unaliving myself. Yes. I was not trying to be here because I was not happy. But once I realized why I was not happy, I started fixing why I was not happy and became happier and stronger in who I am now. And I'm like, this is beautiful. I just feel like France specifically is trying to take me through this emotional roller coaster that I was not ready to embark on. And I can't get off the the roller coaster that is taking me on because I'm every every time I watch, I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, I'm gonna cry. And then I'm like, flip side, the runway happens. I'm like, oh yeah, work. This is beautiful. Great. I'm like, it's just too, it's just too much. I'm like. I need a level, a balance. I, I said it before, everything needs levels. This it needs, needs a levels. it needs to have levels. And they are really just taking me on this up and down journey. And I am tired, France. I am tired. I am tired of this journey. But guess what? I'm going to continue to watch because I am a sadist and I can't stop watching well. it. So I'm just gonna watch it and continue this journey because then. After Moon's journey and Moon's uh, emotional ride, Mommy Walter turns up and like, I know I'm probably supposed to be a trans woman. I feel it in my whole soul, but I can't do it because I don't want to kill my parents. And I'm like, are you? Oh, I mean, I hate, 
hate that people feel like that, but I understand with so much because I was that person. I wanted to please my parents. Everything I did was to please my parents. I wanted them to always be proud of me, always, you know, appreciate that I'm doing. I just wanted their approval so much that even if I didn't want to do something, I did it anyway because my parents were the most important people in my life. And I realized that now after they're, they are both gone, that I'm like, wow, I did so much, even though I didn't want to do it, but I wanted them to be happy. And would I change anything in my life? No, absolutely not. Because I feel like I did what I, what I was supposed to do. And they were happy with me and they were proud of me when they left this earth, they were proud of me of who the person I was. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay. But I felt that for her. And I feel like I, I hate, I hate the pressures that we put on ourselves for other people in spite of our own happiness. And hopefully she will, she could come to a conclusion that one day she realizes that she just has to be happy for herself, regardless of whoever. But I also hope that her parents will be like, we accept you regardless of who you are. We, if you want to become a trans woman, then that's what you, that's who you are. And we accept that and we love that for you. We'll support you. I would love, 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 love for Mommy Wata to come out and say, my parents are accepting of everything I am and they love me for who I am. And I am now in transition to become the person I'm supposed to be. I would love that for her. I just, I, I'm, I'm so sick of crying for friends. I'm like, stop making me cry, friends. Stop making and me I cry. I want to I want to talk about my mommy Wata too. So I feel like after hearing all of this, for me, in my brain moving forward, mommy is a woman. Yeah. If that's Period. How she feels, if she has, hasn't started transitioning the way she would like to, it doesn't matter. That's how doesn't she feels matter. inside. So that's how that's I'm going to see her, even yeah. if she's not presenting the way she would prefer. So I will call her a woman, mommy Wata. A full yeah. woman, mommy Wata. Period. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, then do it, girl. We support you. Yeah. We support and then you. we sort of get into Kitty Space saying, yeah. you know, she's had those feelings being like, you know, what is my identity? But then she found that she felt like she had a femininity affirmed by her drag. Um, alongside just realizing, you know, people were just saying things to her. And personally, I think I understand that quite a lot because there was a period in my life where I considered that I was trans and I went mm -hmm. through sort of a gender journey. Um, yeah. And I realized the issues I was having, I was suffering with body dysmorphia and confusing that with gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was unhappy with my body, but it wasn't my gender or my sex I was upset with. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, I sort of took control of those things and sort of sought help and then changed the way my body looked, I realized, oh, you know, I'm happy as a man. I just wasn't happy with how I was presenting and also, like, yeah. the way my body looked. So <clears throat> that's when I sort of, because I identified as non-binary for a while, but I no longer identify as non-binary. But that's when I found sort of happiness through affirming my gender as a man. Sure. Whilst, you know, the trans community gave me so much help in that time when I was trying to discover myself. And I think that's kind of the beautiful thing about the community as a whole is when we look after each other and we say, you know, you can be whatever. It's just that journey is you've got to be the one to take it and to figure those mm -hmm. things out for yourself. 
Yeah, I, I love agree that. With that. Uh, what I what I really appreciate about this segment, especially with Kitty, is that it showed that gender can be a constant journey for somebody. Mm-hmm. And so many times I've heard stories about somebody starting to transition and then they detransition, and people use that against uh, right. trans. That's not fair. It is not because like there's no rules about when, how, how often. You do whatever makes you happy. And that's exactly. So if somebody's doing something and you don't understand it, just mind your business. Let them be them. Exactly. Period. I mean, if people would benefit so much in life if they literally just minded their business all the time. Like, let people live their own lives and do what they want to do yeah. with their lives. Just because things are legal don't mean you have to do it. Just because things are out there don't mean you have to take part in it. Just because people are living their lives don't mean you have the right to interfere in what's going on in their lives. You might not agree with it. You don't even have to believe in it. You don't even have to like it. But you don't have to say nothing to them because that's not your choice. This is not your place. You don't want nobody to tell you what to do with your life. You don't tell anybody else what to do with their lives. And that's the, that's why I'm like, people... I think I had I had I had this conversation today, literally with my friend who I just came back from brunch with. Hey, Cos, if you're watching, but um, we were just talking about that. Like, you might not agree with people who same-sex marriage. You might not agree with the whole LGBT community, and that's fine. You don't have to. They're not asking for your permission. Nobody is asking for your Damn permission. Damn right, we're not asking for your permission. We're Nobody's here. asking for your permission. All they are asking for is you to leave them alone. And let them live their life. Just like you want people to leave you alone and let you live your life. Abortion can be legal. Don't mean you have to abort your baby. Drugs can be legal. Don't mean you have to take it. Gay marriage can be legal. Don't mean you have to be gay. Just mind your business and let people live. Period. And that's why I feel like government don't need to get involved in none of it because it's none of their business. Let people live their life how they see fit. And that's it. So yeah. I love that Kitty Space was like, yes, this journey was for me. I thought that I maybe wanted to be trans, but then I figured, nope, I don't. I'm happy with being the man that I am, but I get to live out my feminine fantasies and live out that side of my life when I turn into, when I put on my drag, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that she can say, I can do this and be happy in my feminine life, and then I can take it off. And I can be the man that I am. And it, that's a beautiful thing. That's who you want to do. Just do your life. Live your best life, people. That, that's the PSA I have for today. Live your life how you want to live your life. Don't nobody care what nobody else does. PSA for the day. Period. <laughs> PSA for the day. Rock. Mr. Tom, did you have any other thoughts on, on all of the emotions of everything and all of it at once? I mean, you guys are just taking the words right out of my mouth. You know, France has been very touching with the stories thus far. You know, it really makes you want to continue to watch and to hear everyone's story and things that queer people go through. So um, kudos to the producers for including these things and not leaving them out because they're in very important things for us to hear so that we can get to know these queens better. Yeah, the PSA for the day, live your life, you know? Live your life and do what makes you happy. Yeah, only God can judge you. Period. It's really endearing me to this cast. Like I I was telling Logan, like, this might be one of my favorite casts in a long time. I think I really agree, yeah. I mean, it's mine, because that's the only one I know. 
Well, no, I, we're saying like of all the franchises and still I know Lana is on her drag race journey. And um, it's it's my journey to take and I let, let me live my life in my drag race journey. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's, but yet I do kind of feel like this might, from the drag races that I've watched thus far, this is probably my favorite cast as a whole collectively. And France is slowly becoming one of my favorite franchises, honestly. Like season mm. one was Season two thus far, three episodes in, like, I'm just, I'm really enjoying everything that's being said, that's being brought up, these, the personalities of these girls. Like, every single elimination thus far, I've been like, no! <laughs> I want to see more! But that's not how Drag Race works, except if you're on All Winners. So, <laughs> no one goes home, in the words of Raja. Um <laughs> Let's talk about the run, 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 runway, and then we'll get into the challenge shortly after that. Um, I do, oh, we're going to have to just lean in here. Is okay. there a, about second, is there a difference? That's better, okay. Okay, I was about to say. We can also try it. I'm about to say a different thing to make us a little smaller. Oh. Oh, that's better. Oh, wait, that's Damari's gone. No. <laughs> well, that, that works. That's fine. That that's works. Fine. That's, fine. that's fine. We'll go with that. So we have two guest judges because obviously we have an absence of Kitty Smile this week. Um, Loac Prigent, who is a French journalist, I believe he was on season one of Drag Race France as a guest judge. I, he were, I was familiar with him, and I don't know what from, but I, it might have been that. I felt the same about Rosie De Palma, but I didn't know from where. Mm -hmm. uh, Rosie De Palma is an icon, a legend, a diva, and the moment. So um, she is a very famous um, Almodovar actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when yeah, we did the Almodovar runway on España, a lot of those inspirations were characters that Rosie De Palma has done. Um, I know her from Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which is a phenomenal movie if you haven't seen it. But Mr. Talented, you and I are just going to talk about this wig and this outfit that Nikki Doll is wearing because Nikki Doll is serving looks on this season. Child, I'm going to say everyone, all of the judges this week look good. Yes. All of them look good. Nikki and this wig... This wig is sitting how it should sit. This wig is every yes. The this wig is everything. The outfit, the outfit it is gives, everything. It gives a little bit like atomic ginger spice. <laughs> Honestly, okay, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. huge step up from a few weeks ago. Yeah, that <laughs> first week, the first season, the first week. And you know what? I didn't realize how much I didn't like that first week until y'all were talking about it. And then I went and saw another uh, person do a reaction to the first season, or well, the first episode, and they dogged the wig. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I hated the wig when I first saw it, but looking at it more and more, I hate it more and more as I look at it. I was like, it's so okay. I wasn't alone. No, you're definitely correct. I can't remember. You were definitely. Yeah, you got to look like, at that blue. Uh, bone straight blonde bone. with random blue uh, highlights for some reason. It was, it was just it was really weird. Thin. It was very thin. I think it was the thinness yeah. of it for me. Because the more I looked at it, I was like, 
That, that is a like low hanging wig. Someone, someone told her she was fly, hot, and sexy. And in that wig, she was nothing of the sort. <laughs> nothing of the sort. But oh, I disagree. Was- Everybody don't look good on this picture. Because um, well, Daphne, Daphne could have not worn that. It does kind of look like a pajama party. It, it yeah. It, it she's not. Bad. She's not giving. She's giving me. I just rolled out of bed and came. It's just not. Mm, you know what it's yeah. giving? It's giving me. I bought this off an American website, but I thought the size was European. Right. It's just <laughs> yep, exactly. It's not fitting real good. It's. They told me it was a um, a medium, but a medium European is a large uh, American, and so you thought she ordered the relaxed fit. She accidentally bought the loose. It's just it's it's, it's yeah, it's very ill fitting. It's it's just too. It's not yet. Yeah, no, she could have she could have changed. Like standing so sorry, standing girl. next to Nikki, and then this other lady with her horns on her head looking. Like straight goth drag, beautiful, love it. Rosie De Palma is just an icon. Yeah, she shouldn't be there. Like even the man is giving a better look than she is. Like at least his suit fits. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't. Who did you compare Rosie De Palma to? I don't remember. I compared Rosie De Palma to Cindy, but I forgot who it was. I can't. Remember. I was just gonna say, like, I'm so sorry, if Daphne Becky is watching this because oh. we have dogged her every week for her outfits. And I mean, she is partially responsible for that. I don't know if she has a stylist. I'm assuming not. If you don't, uh, if you do, fire your stylist. If you don't, fire yourself. Because, like, this outfit she's wearing, <laughs> this outfit would be lovely if it was, like, if it was tailored. Imagine if it was, like, a tailored suit. It would look wonderful. Yeah. I remember who I compared um, Rosie De Palma to. She looked like a dragged-up version of uh, Margaret Hamilton, uh, who played uh, the witch in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Oh, something about her face was very similar. Do you know what she's giving me? And this is not a read. It's Ooh. like it's giving me a 1950s bat costume that your grandmother sewed for you for Halloween. But if you like, quantified it. Oh, sure. She's a 1960s character from the old Batman TV series. Yes, oh, that's what I was thinking. I'm settled on that. that she's that's 1960s Batwoman. There we go. Yeah. That seems but funny. it's set in nineteen. <laughs> no, I don't want to say nineteen thirty because they would tailor by then. But it's set in a year when they did baggy Halloween costumes. Sure. Mm, mm. Anyway, <laughs> before we like just read the entire. I'm about to say we, we we'll talk fifty more We've minutes about how all challenged performances <laughs> to talk about. So category is Night of a Thousand Dalidas. Okay, and- wait. I got so confused. I got so confused. Because by what? I was like, why are we doing this again? But that was Mexico. That wasn't even. <laughs> I'm telling you, when it when there's too many going on at once, it's like why everything overlaps. I was like, why are we doing a night of a thousand somebody else again? We didn't we just do that with Maria? I was like, well, wait, nope. That Maria Felix is Spanish. That was Mexico. Wild. Moving Davida on. Is Italian and French, but born in Egypt. In Egypt. Do we not have? A French uh, icon that we could have done that was just yes. French. They did it on season one. Ah, <laughs> it was what's her face? Um, I don't um, remember her na- name, but um, Mami Wata has been cursing her out on Twitter because mm. she performed one of her songs lately, and um, she fell over during the number very hard. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and she's like, she jinxed me, girl. Anyway, first up. Cookie Kanti. 
Uh, let's start with let's let's start with Eris. Sure. So this is a bad picture of a good look. I just want to say Blame that. Blame the right Drag Race France Instagram. Drag Race France, you are doing my diva Cookie Conti very wrong. Um, this fucking coat. When she said it's satin and tall, I was like, "Oh, you bitch! I know you've got a good bank credit." Oh, she looks. I just realized she's not wearing nails. Oh, I'm so sad. No, nope. oh wait, she's wearing nails. They're very short. Or she's painted her nails or something like that. Okay, I do that, but that's just because I hate the texture of nails. But I thought this was really wonderful. I thought this was really well made. Um, there is another version of this look on the runway, and I will get into my thoughts on that. Um, if I had to say who wore it better. I'm gonna say cookie. I disagree wholeheartedly, and I can't wait to disagree. But we will dis- we will discuss it at length. But yeah, my only ish is like, I think it's just the angle on this wig. I think this wig could have gone with a brush over it just one more time. Like I know it's an iconic style to Delita, but um, I think the style of the, the style of the wig is perfect. It just needed a brush going over it once or twice. Lana. this look bored me to tears i was so bored i was so bored i thought her hair was a mess i thought the coat was cute but it's just a coat with some pink it was it's a coat and then it's a it's a bathing suit or bodies. It was so I was so bored, and I feel like she didn't even perform it well. Like I was so bored with Cookie Conti. I could be wrong. I could, could be complete. I just was not in. I just yeah, I wasn't feeling it so much. When she walked out, I was like, oh, it's cute, but is it like <gasps> heart stopping? Was it no? And I feel like she was just boring. I feel like, and this is a problem. I really want to love Cookie Cunty. I really do. I said even in the pre-show, I was like, I really think she has something. I want to really like Cookie. But I feel like she's so in her own head right now because everybody knows who she is. And everybody, she's like this iconic person that I feel like uh, she just, she's she's taking a lot of it in and it's like it's not she's so much pressure she's not performing as she probably possibly could i don't know i just was not feeling i was just bored with this song yeah i kind of agree she came out i was like meh like it's it's a little bit underwhelming i saw the other look come out and i was like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As y'all commented, the wig, I'm if I'm kind of iffy on the wig. This one piece moment, and I'm not gonna say it's just with her because it's with a lot of queens, but like the um the part by the breast never fits right. Like I feel like it could always be pulled in a little bit tighter. So that was one of my issues with this look. And then the pink cape, it was fine, you know, like. You know, it's fine. It's a it's a fine look. It's you know, it's fine. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with the two um, lower people. Not the lower people. <laughs> the two people. David. On the, bottom. <laughs> the two people on the bottom of the screen. 
Um, I don't want to say that sounds a little bit racist. I was no. thinking the same thing. I'm just gonna say it because David, I know you. You were just the lower <laughs> class of people. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He did not mean that people. We do no, not take no. that seriously. I hope no. not. I agreed with Alana and Mr. Talent. There Thank you go. I would say, call us by our names. No. <laughs> no, this was honestly my least favorite on the runway tonight. Um, and I just googled Delita. Look, it's the first thing that pops up. So I don't think. She really thought outside of the box. I think she went with probably her most iconic look. But even Googling it, I think the actual garment looks way better. So I don't know if you all can see this. It's overexposed. I, I would just say Google it. Oh, there it. we go. Oh. Yeah. It's definitely a version of way that. Way better. Yes. It's definitely a version of that, but... I just wanted to see it more dragged up. You know, if you're going to do something that's maybe a more expected look for her, just make it big, make it exciting. I think somebody else did that. Um, but for me, this, like, it didn't really work. Yeah, I, I, I really tend to agree. I think this was fine. I think this is one of, honestly, one of Cookie's better looks that she's shown us thus far. And that's not really saying much, unfortunately. Um, I think my biggest issue with this is actually the wig, because it does seem to be a, closer to a recreation of the actual wig. However, I do think someone did, like, the drag interpretation and their interpretation of it a little bit better. And we'll talk about that uh, shortly. But scores for Cookie, starting with Ayers. I'm going to give this a 70. I'm sorry, I think this coat is so beautifully made. I would hate to give it anything less than this. If I could, I wish the tights had more stones on them. Uh, but I think the bodysuit is made of a really good material. And I did not hate the wig massively. For me, since I thought it was just meh, eh, I'll give it a 50. Because um, it's not horrible, but it's just not great. So 50. Yeah, I'll give her a 45. Um, I gave her a 53. I saw that he gave her a 53. Um, I'm going to give her a 70. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Kiana! Bitch. She twirled and swirled. Twirled and swirled. She twirled and swirled. In the city of Paris. Truly. Eris, are you starting again, darling? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, first we'll, of all... We'll, we'll go with that for the whole thing. First of all, this unit on her head, I just know, cost her a good amount of money because that has got to be human. From the way it moves and the way it sits, that's got to be human hair wear. 100%. I've got a human hair uh, wig that's sitting on the opposite side of this wall. Um, it's got about three strands left in it, and the lace is split. It is not, it's not doing well. Um, but speaking of doing well, look at how she ate that. The gown, judges get into the gown. Oh, the way it moved, the way she moved in it, it was so romantic, so beautiful, and like, I'm, I didn't have time to research the references before this, unfortunately, because I came straight from the viewing to the episode once again. 
But, well, this time I came straight from France to France, whereas last time I came straight from Mexico to France. It was a very exhausting flight. Um, I believe it. But this is lovely. I mean, I love that she has her bare leg because that's not something I would ever do in drag. Well, give me a couple... I have, when I did my Jesus as a stripper number and I split the panties I made. That was great. But um, she looks wonderful. I just know if they put a fan in front of her, she would be Beyonce. Like, I'm sorry, she's the moment. And the makeup, Jonah's been experimenting with her makeup on this season, and I think this is one of those times where she's just gone back to sort of her standard drag face. And it works so fucking well. You know why she's like a legendary drag on the ballroom scene, because take one look at her. I, I think this dress is beautiful. It's a pretty dress. It's 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 it's, it's simple. It's beautiful. It looks so good on her skin, though. Like. It's like glowing and mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you really can't help that everything just looks amazing on this skin of ours because the melanin is popping and it's good. And when it's greased up, baby, damn, good. I, is it anything super exciting? No, no, it's not like, oh, this is the greatest dress in the world. But the way she performed it made it better. And I feel like that's the thing with Cookie for me that I feel like if she would have performed it better, maybe I would have liked it more. She just didn't perform it. Kiana came out in a simple, beautiful white dress and performed. And it was like, oh, it showed me the movements of the garment. And it made me see like, okay, this garment moves. It's pretty. Um, Yeah, I agree with Iris about the unit. That is a strong 100% human unit. That is coarse because, you know, I've been in my wig research, you know, and I'm like, woo, that's expensive. That's why I don't have one. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, she looks good. I feel like so, so far she's given me really good hair, but it's nothing too, like, it's not like the big drag hair that we, 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 we talk about in other seasons with people. It's simply... Mm. This is, I think her ballroom style is that that kind of hair doesn't work for that. She has to have stuff she can move in and that flows and twirls with her. And so it, she just has to be spot on in her her units that is it's tight, it's cute, but it's not huge and you know, just you know, so she can't move. But it's beautiful. I think she just looks she just looks beautiful. I feel like she could be like Diana Ross, she could be Beyonce, she could be those divas on those videos or that photo cover or that magazine cover. You know what I'm saying? When you see that, oh, she's giving me very ebony, essence, jet magazine type cover right now. So I'm here for it. I I, I I do love a bare leg and she she's she, she's greased to the gods and I'm here for it. It's popping, it's glowing. It's good. I just wanna interject with like look at her fucking calves. Yep. I train my calves twice a week and they don't fucking look like that. <laughs> Everybody ain't so blessed because neither am I. Up your game. Come on, Aris. <laughs> yeah, um I really love the wig, um, the makeup, and I really, really love the shoe. 
the dress itself isn't super exciting. It's, you know, kind of a plain, simple white dress, but her performance of it kind of stepped it up a little bit. Um, the skin is skinning, obviously, melanin is melanining, definitely. Um, it was an okay look. It's okay. I love melanining as <laughs> an adjective. I really do enjoy that. I'm a mess. Yeah. For me, I had that epiphany last week that I might, I might be holding her to an all-star level, like with my standard. Thank you. So I'm trying to be super aware and not trying to do that. Even so, I do think she looked good in this, but she looks good in anything. Um, her delivery was very strong. For me, I wasn't super excited about the dress itself. It was on the simple end. Um, what I really would have liked if, if there was some curves to this, it's just a little bit shapeless, the dress itself, like it's just pretty straight up. Like give yourself some hips, that might've sold it more. Um, I don't expect her to have a chest plate because she doesn't seem like that kind of girl and she doesn't need to be. But overall, I thought it was okay. I just wanted a bit more. I think it's really hard to pull off a completely white look yeah um especially with the bright lights on it it just kind of loses any detail that might be there because uh, it looks like the bustier part does have some detail to mm -hmm. it but you can't tell it's in this or on the on the um on the runway itself yeah, yeah. but she's she still was pretty good i i agree with everything y'all are saying like, the performance of this brought up the level of this garment because if I looked at this garment, it's just a garment. But I do love, I love the um, the scarf going behind her and just the way that that flowed while she was spinning. Just, this is not my favorite Kiona look by any means of the imagination, but I do still think she looks spectacular. So, scores for Kiona. For me, it's going to be a good 85 I would give this higher, but I do think the dress is very simple, even if it is a reference. I kind of agree with that. But I will give it an 84 for that reason. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give her a 67. Yeah, I gave her a 64. I'm going to kind of uh, fall right in the middle of everybody. I think I'm going to give her a 77. But I still was very impressed with with Kiona, as always. Mm -hmm. Mother Revlon can do no wrong. Well, she hasn't yet, so. Let's talk about Sada Forever. Whoever took this photo, impressive. <laughs> I have to say that first and foremost. Like, the photo is photoing. So. Yes, darling. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. It's I don't know how to feel. I don't so know how to feel. In that opinion, actually. It's such an interesting outfit. I want to know what made her go bare legged for this. And I want to know why she went bare legged and then had like a mid calf boot, well upper calf boot. No, that is mid calf. Well, I don't know how tall Sarah fucking Trevor is. Um, that's her new George, middle name. I think. Is that her middle name? Sarah fucking forever. 
Absolutely. What I will say is I I do like this wig. I love the color in the wig, and I think Sarah's makeup has been getting as like I think she started off with pretty good makeup. But I think she's like picking up tips because she is it making like improvements on those things. Um, we have to find out who our workstation is next to. I believe um, she's next to Kiona. Oh, there we go. Because she's I was at one say, of the, one of the workroom tables. Oh, no, no. And I know Kiona yeah. has like the individual mirrors, whereas like the other a bunch of the other girls are like at the full mirrors on the side. So I think because, it's Kiona or Peach. Because I don't know if anyone else has picked this up, but her makeup looks dewier. And that is like a very impressive skill to have to like make your makeup look like that. What I will say is I like this hair. It's a bit of an off-blonde, but I get that is in reference to the leader's actual hair color. Um, it's just it's an, made out of an interesting fabric, and I wish I got the reference on it. I wish I had the time to look them up because I don't feel like I can fairly judge this as a result. But um, yeah, it's an interesting look, and I don't know how to feel. Okay, so for me. I don't think you're alone in this, Iris. I feel like I don't know how I feel about this dress. I mean, if you don't have the slits in it, it's a white dress with some red stuff at the bottom. But you do have the slits in it. I don't know. I feel like Sarah Forever's whole thing is that androgynous thing that, you know, back in middle ground of looks. So I feel like her going bare leg with the boot and showing off the you know all that down there. It's giving the on uh, the, the 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 male energy with her strong leg because her legs look super strong and and look like good hamstrings. Right. It it look it looks a little hairy. I can't really tell if that's hair, but looks a little hairy from this picture. Maybe that's shadows. And there's but, nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like that. I feel like it brings out what she is in her drag is giving the male energy with the feminine touches and the feminine side also. So I, I get it. I the dress is okay. It's not wowing me. Sure, it's it's white dress with slits in it. I feel like the same thing how we said about Kiona is like it's a white dress with a lot of flowy things behind it. This is just a white dress with slits in it. So, but it's it's cute. She has the pop of red. Which is, you know, great. I I like the wig. Makeup is cute. I don't hate it. I'm just like, okay, it's all right. It's not, yeah, it's all right. Made of materials that is on her body. Right. It's 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 okay. It's not anything that I'm like, oh, oh. like she turned the runway and I was like, that's cute, I guess. And then the more I look at, it, I'm like, I mean, I see some things I don't like, but I like it. But. Other than that, it, it just wasn't something that super, super wowed me, but it wasn't something that was like, ugh, awful, god awful. I will not be pleading, I say that. <laughs> mm. This is okay. Um, it, it's really okay. Um, I kind of don't like the front of it, the front piece of it. Um, the shoe, I don't like the shoe with it. It's It, cut, it gets cut off at an interesting length. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have that much to say. Um, yeah, it's kind of just, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of there, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did like this. I didn't love it for me more so than the first two. I felt a little more drag out of this, uh, but not a lot. I think for me, I'm just getting kind of tired of the night of a thousand fill in the blanks. Like, I think it works if whoever you're emulating already kind of has dragified looks. Like Grace Jones, it worked. Lady Gaga, it definitely worked. Maria Felix, a great example recently, I think worked very well. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just really hard to judge this unless unless the queens, like, really step it up to a different level. Those are the ones that are going to get high marks for me. I don't know that Sarah Forever did, but I still I still think she looks good. I'm really seeing the Trinity talk after after they mentioned <laughs> that this episode. I can't stop seeing it. Yeah. Truly that. Did, didn't Trinity they have Forever. didn't somebody do a thousand Beyonce's recently like also didn't they do that? That was on uh, was season fifteen of US. I was about to say somebody and just did okay. And it was I agree, it was just okay. Even though Beyonce had some really dragged up looks that she you could choose from, it was just okay. They should have gave it another year because of Renaissance star visuals. But I will say, I will say though, in the case of US specifically, they have to do looks that are Getty. that are Getty images. Yeah. Oh, that takes out. So the Night of a Thousands, I feel like, work a lot better on international franchises yeah. than they do on the US show. Why did they have to do that? Because they did J Lo as well, and it was none of the good J Lo, like none of the music video looks like the only good one was Carrie Colby in the actual Versace, Versace dress, dress right right I saw that yeah, I mean I'm like why do they do that why do they only have to be Getty images why is that uh, because of the licensing that uh VH1 and now um Viacom has that it's a licensing issue it's unfortunate but they like, really need to like if they need to not if they're that. gonna keep doing it, then they need to strike up a deal with whatever, 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 whatever. Right. The, yeah. On the topic because, of Sarah Forever, I think yeah. this is fine. I yeah. hate the boot. I mm -hmm. absolutely hate this boot. It's kinky boots. No, yeah. I don't mean boots. I need There's to nothing kinky Forever. about this boot. Um, <laughs> I think this is fine. Honestly, this for me is the epitome of a garment made of materials that is not in her body. Honestly, like that's that's where I'm at with it. So, scores. I still don't know how to feel. And in the spirit of, I don't think I can score this correctly. I'm so sorry, my gorgeous darling. I'm going to have to plead. Oh. I get that. A soft plead, if you will. It's not a plead because I hate it. It's plead it because I don't know how to score this. Sure. I mean, I, I also just like it, but still. Yeah. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it, but I don't like. I gave who did I give a fifty to to Cookie? I gave Cookie a fifty, and I feel like I might like Cookies more than I like this one. I think I think the boot for me is like killing me on this look. It's killing me. Uh, well, and and you will, Lana. What is your score? You know what? I probably feel about the same. It's a 50. I don't like it either. I, I feel like it's the same for both of them. Yeah. And don't rush me. I was Ooh. making the Canada reference, okay? 
I know what you're making, and I said what I said. I know you know what I'm making. I said, and I said what I said. Don't just me. Come on, reference. Okay, okay. She's getting there. She's getting there. Right there. I am there. Period. Yeah. Um, it's a fifty. Yeah. Okay. I guess I liked it more than anybody else or on the panel. This is actually my third highest score of the night. I'm giving it a seventy. I'm gonna give it a sixty. Next is the Moon. Moon. They're not in order. <clears throat> okay. the first three they are in the order that the Instagram posted them in. So it's giving mother. It's yes. giving contrast. It is potentially giving right. mother contrast. Um, so. so I love the glasses because it's an iconic fashion moment. I do think another person did this look, and in my opinion, I disagree wholeheartedly, and I'm ready to fight you again. Wait. However, I do like the collar detail and the glasses details. Um, I also like the poke had a cigarette. I think that was really funny. And the nails. Get into the nails, Moomat. The nails have the same details as the collar and the glasses, by the way, in case you didn't notice. Like, only a superstar knows to match their fucking nails to their collar. Like, are you for real? And one thing about Moon is she is going to wear these itty bitty fried blonde wigs and she is going to make you love them. I like this look for Moon. I thought she paid really good attention to detail. But I also agree with Eris. I feel like someone did it better, in my opinion. Uh, but I that's not saying I don't like this look because I think the fact that she, the details make it for me with this look. The way that she did that collar with the match the sunglasses to match the nails to even matching the collar on the dog. All of those details make me go, yes, moon, period. You did that. Ma. The dress, no, the dress. It's cute, but it's, I still think it's a little big, but it's still cute. I, I, I do love it. I do like it. Do I like it more than the other? No, but I like it. Period. I agree with everything you guys are saying. I love the attention to detail on this look, of course. Um, it's, it's, it's a very well put together look but i do kind of like the other one a little bit better but this is still great still great Mm -hmm. i agree with the three of you um i'm not gonna say where you were placed on the screen (laughs) but i agree with everybody but logan um i do think this was the weaker of the two looks but i do still like it i think probably the original of this was already a drag enough look that she was able to make it work, which is kind of what I was saying about some of the other girls. Um, What I do like about this is that I'm starting to get a signature kind of look from Moon. She clearly likes to have this like cartoon pattern. She had it in her talent show last week and we're seeing it again here. So I'm starting to get an idea of, oh, this is her style. This is her identity. So I really like that. My least favorite part of it is the dog that she's carrying, it really, I feel like it makes it look like a cheap costume. So I just get rid of the dog, please. I am ready to fight each and every one of you, starting with David. 
<laughs> so, okay, I think we'll talk about the other look shortly. I do think the other look is very, very well tailored and looks very good. And she modeled the hell out of it. And I'll give my full thoughts later. For me, this feels more Night of a Thousand Delitas because you can tell not only was this garment made well, but you can tell Moon has such a reverence for Delita to put all of those details on it. And for me, that that puts it over the top for me in the comparison of the Delita looks. I just, I love the way that the collar looks. I love the whole headpiece. I love that the dog is there. I thought that detail was really fun. She, I, for me, she thought through every single detail on this and I was really, really impressed. So I would say this is my preferred look of the two, but neither of them are bad by any means of the imagination. So, scores. But is it, is it the better look for you? It's for the you? better look for me, Moon. For Moon. Um, this is like amazing, but I keep think my mind keeps throwing me back to the other look. So I'm gonna give this a ninety-five. Muma. I will give this look an eighty-seven. I'll give this look an eighty-five. Wow. <laughs> You all are a lot higher than me. I gave it a 65. And you said you liked Moon. I do. You, you are harsh. It's still not amazing. I don't care. My cup is full. Crosses. I love it. Peesh. Peesh. <clears throat> okay, so first off, woman. Second of all, she looks wonderful. I love this. It is a beautiful moment. I love the reference. I think it looks expensive. I think the choice of fabrics makes it look expensive. Because, you know, she went for the good satin instead of costume satin. And I think the hair with the beard is just sitting perfectly. Uh, I just think I love that it was a reveal. We keep getting reveals from Peach. And I just think her makeup is so soft here. And it is crazy to me how she can look so insanely feminine whilst having like a hairy chest and hairy armpits and a beard. Because as someone who does drag whilst having, you know, body hair and a moustache, I don't do that. I do cartoonishly like big drag makeup because I don't think I can pull off what Peach is pulling off here. My only, only, only thing, I wanted bigger nails. I am so sorry, but you are on Drag Race. You don't have to use your phone. So you can get put some big nails on. <laughs> and they do have personals that you can take on and off at the end of the night. Just saying. Pop some on, take some off. Um, for me, I really love this look. Peach looks amazing. I mean, we get reveals, reveals, reveals from Peach every week. And I'm like, all right, give me something else now. I'm about, I love a good reveal. But I just want to see you come out and just, I mean, the first one, we didn't get a reveal with the suit, but the last two ones was the theme of reveal. This one was just, wasn't the cape supposed to be, quote unquote, like the one that Cookie and Kitty wore, but then was like, but no, absolutely not. It's something different. It's actually a different look. So, okay. Okay. It's a completely different look. So that look, um, the coat is in black. Okay. And then reveals to sort of this like idea, but yeah. So this is a completely different idea. Okay. Oh well, I really like this look. I think it it definitely came off 
very pretty and soft and then it gives more like traits to his gypsy that background that he comes from and I love it it just looks really good I agree with the ears about the makeup it looks so soft and the fact that he can pull off soft makeup with that full beard like it's crazy to me because if you just look up past the beard you're like oh that's a woman then you get to the beard like oh but it's a beard it's a bearded woman and it's beautiful I I've never said that about a bearded woman before. That that's a beautiful bearded woman. But that is a beautiful bearded woman, and I can't take my eyes off of the, the his their eyes. Like her eyes are beautiful, especially in this picture. Just look at her eyes; it's so captivating and beautiful. And this outfit is amazing. I love it. I love it. Can't can't say nothing about this. Yeah, it is a really nice look. Um, her makeup and hair are everything. Um, from moment she was walking around with the um the coat, I was like, is she not gonna take it off? I'm really glad she did, cause had she not, meh. But she took it off, and this is what we got, and this is a very nice look. So she did a good job this week. Mm -hmm. I agree. I do want to rewind and go back to the reading challenge we had. Yeah, I was going to. So please do. We had Moon reading Peach, and she said, I'm Roma, you're Gypsy, I'm Esmeralda, you're Quasimodo. Gag. Well, Peach said, no, 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 I'm Esmeralda. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't try it. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Um, what I like about Peach is I feel like she's bringing the standard of looks that I really hope for in somebody's first season. She's really delivering with the looks. She's keeping us surprised. She does reveals. So I'm really enjoying what she what she's bringing. Um, I think this is a great look. It's not my favorite look I've seen, but it's easily one of my favorites from tonight. Uh, probably my second favorite. And thank God there was a reveal because I was worried at first. I was like, come on, Brooklyn Heights reveal co. Like, <laughs> that's immediately what I thought. But no, the look is amazing. She looks stunning. This color, this purple and this pink on her body is just so incredible. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Scores. Nice. I would say like green, 90. Yeah, I'm a good friend, 80. 78. 85. Next is Kitty Space. Okay. Logan, I'm, I, I see you. You see me. I see you. So, I'm going to start by saying I don't hate this look, but I don't... I think I preferred Cookie's version. I think the coat is wonderful, and I love that it's feathered. So Kitty seemed to have an issue with her padding here, where her padding is sitting a little too far behind. And I have the same issue because I wear three-inch pads. So if my pads are not sitting correct, I do look crazy. But if you put them too far back, your the lower half of your pads kind of curl around the back of your leg, and then you end up with sort of like bubble hips where it goes duh, duh, duh. And that's kind of what Kitty was suffering from here. And in a bodysuit, that is the last thing you need. There's also, you can see her 
Grundlewear just below the just below the bodysuit here. And it's it's these tiny little details that I think Kitty needs to just kind of nail down because she's got like she's had some really amazing looks in the season, like hello, literally last week. My thing is I I don't like the hair either. I think it's a little bit too Texas pageant and it's taken away from Delita. I'd also have to say so she comes from the new school of drag and I also come from the new school of drag. But I don't think she needed the chunky Bratz dolls heels for this look. Um, what I will say is taking the time to learn just a little bit more about Delita before recording the episode, I do like that she included the arrow in the heart because Delita's story, if anyone's familiar, um, she went through quite a lot of heartbreak in her life. And I think it's a beautiful tribute to that. I'm just... I wasn't keen on the details. Like, it's a good look, but there was just issues with the styling and the details and the quadra butt. For me, I like this look, I think, better. Yeah, for me. <laughs> for <laughs> me, I like this look a little bit better than Cookie's look, I think, for the detail factor of it. Like, I like the feathers on the on the on the coat. I like the fringe around the bottom of the the um, the uh, bodysuit. I like the heart, and I like that she performed this. Like this is a simple outfit if it's not performed well, and that's why I feel like Cookie kind of lacked in. I feel like Kitty came out and gave us a performance, which enhanced this look for me. She gave the whole broken heart of you know of this person and pulled out the needle and stuck it in a heart. I was like, oh, okay. She's telling the story on the runway. And I appreciate that. Sure. The hair is very Texas pageant for me. And I, but I'm not hating it. I I, I think it, it, it kind of, um, she blended it well. So it looks natural. It looks good coming out of her scalp. So it's cute. Um, her makeup is a very like harsh in the eye because She's going, she's still telling the story of the broken heart and how damaged she is because of it. And so I can see that. And that's why I think I appreciated this one more because I felt it more. I felt the story being told better and the performance of it. This is the same thing with Keona. It's a simple look, but the performance elevated it. This is a simple look, but the performance elevated it. And the small little details added it to it that make me like it a little bit more. So. Yeah, I can agree. I like this look better than Cookie's look. I feel like the cape was done a little bit better. Um, I feel like the hair I like better. Um, I agree with you, Lana. The performance of this look elevated it. Her makeup was great. I I really like it. I do. Yeah, I for anybody out there who's thinking about applying to be on Drag Race and you and you get in a category and it's a night of whoever if the first thing you see when you google that person is a specific image don't do that look don't do it, don't do it. um unless you have jlo's versace dress right the actual dress then do that <laughs> so that's my biggest issue with kitty because i wish she had thought outside of the box a bit more but she did think outside of the box with the look she did choose if that makes sense Probably sounded like a contradiction, but I do the detail look, yeah, work. The detail in work. What like she took a look that is very 
known by people and added details to mm -hmm. make it a little bit more unique. Exactly. She dragged it up, which is yeah. all I'm asking for. Even her makeup. I really like her makeup. She has some of my favorite makeup of any of the queens this season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's still not anything I'm amazed by, but I like it. She, she did the job. Yeah, I think for me, I think execution-wise, I think Cookie did this better. I think detail-wise, I think Kitty did it better. I, I like the detail work that was done here. I completely agree. I prefer this wig. This is what I was talking about with Cookie's wig. It's like, that seems more a la Delita. This seems a little bit more drag and a little bit more Kitty, and I do like that. However, I will agree with Eris. All of the the pad issues, there was a little bit of like lace issue. The lace was popping on the sides. It's just those little details for me that kind of took it out of the fantasy a little bit more than I wanted to be. But I don't think this is a bad look by any means of the imagination. And I, I will agree, the performance of it did elevate it. So it's kind of like, I'm like, the performance was great, but there's these tiny execution details that I'm dealing with. But yeah, so scores. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm going to give this a 65. I will give it a 70. Um, I'll give her a 60, 68. You're all very close. I gave her a 67. I'm going to give her a 69. Nice. Work. Nice. Well, it's our last time judging her until the finale, so that feels fine. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> You said it earlier. Yeah, I, know. I know. Next is Jean Jail Beach. Unique. Um, so this was an interesting look because I believe this is in reference to Delita's gravestone. Yes. Am I wrong? Okay. I think the front piece was like interesting. I wish we had a picture of her where she had pulled it away because the corset she had on underneath was beautiful. I think this is very elegant. I love the wig. I This is just my opinion, and it's my opinion, and no one needs to be upset about this, but I think this is the best Ginger has looked all season, in my opinion. That's my opinion! Um, I think the fabric looks expensive. I love that. If you look in, if you're looking close, it's stoned. And God knows how long that fucking skirt took to stone. Um, yeah, I just think all the details are there, and this is the best makeup Ginger's done, added with the fact that Everything is done so well. And the way she fucking performed this, it, it was spectacular. This was brava. Okay. So I like this. I liked Ginger. I like Ginger. I think her entrance with the wall behind her kind of just was like, okay, Ginger, I see you. And then to find out it was in reference to the, the grave of this person, I was like, oh, you, you ginger bitch. You, you just <laughs> like, you ginger bitch, you. But it was, I thought it was a, like she thought, she, she didn't go for the obvious. Like a lot of people went for the obvious with this look. She decided to do something completely different, out of the obvious, out of the box. And I can do nothing but applaud her for it. I think having that breastplate and then taking it off and having a glossier breastplate still on there was like, I see what you're doing. I can do nothing but applaud her for her um, 
for her thought process with this. It looks good. I don't see anything wrong with her makeup. They seem to have a problem with her makeup. Like, oh, you keep doing the same makeup, change it up a little bit. Uh, I think the difficulty is, and I will agree, I think this is the best her makeup has looked on the season thus far. I think there's just a little bit of an issue with blending, specifically in the eye. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like everything feels, and I, I compared it to Trixie Mattel, I believe, on the last episode, mm -hmm. the way Trixie used to do things, and it was very like blocked out, everything mm -hmm. was so like carved out. There's just a little bit of extra blending that she needs to be doing mm -hmm. in the eye. Yeah, I will say this is uh, this is the best her makeup looks for me. But sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think sure, sure. I, I get I get that, and I'm like okay maybe. But I'm like I also know that she's not been doing drag for that long, right? Am I? Yeah. I'm not three mistaken. years, I believe. Three years. So I feel like she's still figuring out some things and working out the some. You know, you have to grow and mature in your drag to figure out what's the best look for you. I kind of think this fits this look, this this kind of extreme, like, eye kind of goes with this look, so I don't think there's anything wrong with this look. Now, maybe when she does something else, it might not fit with that, so, but I like it. I thought she thought outside the box, and I'm very happy with this, and Ginger is my Ginger Beach, so I like her. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I agree. Um, this look is a it's a good look. Um, I love that she added her own little background. I love that she had her little prop in front of her. Um, she performed this the house down. Um, yeah, I love her wig. Love the wig. Um, yeah, the look it's a good look. She did she did a good job. She did good. Um, yeah, so I like that she thought outside the box here. She did some creative and campy things with this. Um, my issue, I guess, is that the look itself, especially once she takes off the big breastplate, mm -hmm. it just didn't do anything mm -hmm. for me. Like, I don't know. I really didn't even like the, the breastplate she had underneath this. I thought that was worse. Uh, even the, the skirt parts boring. I don't know. It's just not my favorite look. I don't really care about her makeup. She's a type of queen where I don't think it matters. Like she kind of gives me like. Benda La Creme makeup, which yeah, who cares what Benda La Creme's makeup is like? She's a comedy queen. I care. But um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, so this is in reference to uh, Delita's grave site um, in Montmartre. Um, I'm probably saying that wrong, so sorry to the people of France. But from what I understand, um, it's kind of like a Mecca place people go and the um the bronze plate that she has in front of her is reference in reference to people uh rubbing the uh grave site for like good luck is like the idea behind it um so i love that idea i think uh idea and concept 15 out of 10. execution like a seven like i i think the difficulty for me is she has a lot of fabric bunching up at her neck and so when you get the close-up of her neck when she's getting, like, critiques or when she's, like, being announced as spoiler safe, um, it looks like wrinkled skin almost because of how close the fabric color is to her actual skin. And so that kind of threw me off a little bit. The garment itself is nothing out of, like, nothing extraordinary, but I think it's fine. So, scores. Don't jump me. Um, <clears throat> Michael Pissfall. Okay. 
I will not jump you at all because I will give her a 95. So almost there. Um, I'll give her a 67. I gave her a 59. I'm going to give her a 77. And I do want to say, anytime somebody's more positive on a look, I love that for them. I would be more inclined to jump somebody if they dogged a look that was great. Fair, very fair and understandable. Punani. Mother. Uh, so this dress is giving interesting angular movements. I think the details are gorgelina. The glasses, are you kidding me? And it's just, it's the collarbones, it's the mug, the hair, it's the collar, it's the shoulders, it's the tiny itty bitty waist, it's the blocked off hips, it's the fucking trumpet skirt. Like, are you kidding me? Everything is correct. I think the only, only, and this is super nitpicky of me, the only thing is I would have had a necklace on there because I am a tramp for a good necklace. But um, other than that, this ate down. Um, I'm sorry to anyone else who attended the buffet, but Punani ate everything and left. I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like she ate down in this dress. The dress, I love the hips. I love the trumpet skirt. I love the glasses. I love the detail in the collar. I love the detail on the buttons. Her mug is amazing. There's nothing bad to say about this. I don't even care about the necklace, although she could have used one. I'm not even mad about it. Eight house down, period. I was starving because she left me no crumbs. Not a crumb. Yeah, you guys can't say it any better. Um, this look is everything. She, this, this is great. This is a good look. Yeah, this is drag, drag, drag. Uh, that's what I want to see. The curves, the shape, uh, the rhinestones, everything looks expensive. So I love it. I just need her to bring this level of excellence to the challenges so she can start being in the top. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get it, but I do, I adore this look. I will still stand by the fact that I personally prefer moons to this for the detail work. However, I think the detail work here is absolutely exceptional, and I think Konani looks absolutely perfect in every possible way. So, neither of them look bad at all. Scores for Konani. Overflowing. Someone send the submarine down to get me because I'm in the middle of the ocean drowning and how great this is. Overflow. I am drowning. It's so good. Is that is that the new level? Overflow yeah. Drowning. drowning, baby. I can't. My cup is at the bottom of the ocean. It's taking so much. It's drowned. Done. Period. Um, I'll give her a 90. I'll give her an 83. I'm going to give her a 96. David, you're killing me. (laughs) And last up is Mami Wata. Not featured is the uh, trim on the train that she kept walking over. Okay. 
I'm gonna sound crazy. Did anyone get like a little bit of Celine Dion from this? Yes, I sure did. Okay, thank God. I thought I was doing it. I I got a little bit. I think this is wonderful. I think it's a lovely detailed gown. Um, once again, necklaces, girls, let's invest in some cheap track let's get some costumes or jewelry. Um, the exposed leg, like, are you kidding me? She looks gorgelina. I don't have like much to say other than like I really like everything about this. Is it the most amazing look? No. Is it for me? Para me, just me. Um the better of the plain white dresses. Yes. Another melanated melanin and melanating in all this white is just giving me so much life because, you know, it's just, it's just popping off the skin. It's just like, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do when you're just that gorgeous, chocolate skin just popping off all that white and making it look better because white on anybody else would have looked so faded but right now it looks very much like bam i love the headpiece is it a simple white dress yes does she look beautiful in her simple white dress yes am i like blown away and like falling all over the place no but i but she looks beautiful in it did she have some problems with the train? Yeah, sure. It was a little, she's stepping all over it. But, you know, if you if she would have made it shorter, we'd be like, it's not touching the floor. It's something wrong with it. So you're naked. So I'm not even mad about the stepping on the train. It happens when we wear long gowns. Sometimes we step on our train. It's just, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But did she pull it off in her walk? Absolutely. She took that thing and swung it around and kept on walking. So I'm like, work. You do what you got to do. I'm not mad at this look. I don't know. For me, I'm kind of getting a little bit of Princess Tiana wearing a Mama Odin garment. <laughs> I can't unsee it. I can't that's unsee it now. You are right. That's what it's given. Like oh. Princess Tiana took this from Mama Odin. Period. But her skin in this against the white is so great. Um... I like the headpiece, of course. You know, the obvious issue was her train and the fabric wasn't on it correctly, but that would be my only downside. But it, it's a it's a it's a cute look. She looks good. Yeah, it if I'm comparing the two white looks, uh, since that seems to be what we've been doing, <clears throat> I do on paper like this one better. Um, I think it's a little more dragged up. <clears throat> Um, but there are things I had to knock off some points uh, on, on Mami Wata's look. I don't think her delivery was as good as Kiona's down the runway. And she did get tingled up, which is unfortunate, but I couldn't unsee it. It got stuck in her heel. So she was kind of walking with the train stuck in her heel. It sucks. It was unfortunate. The thing that really took me out was I love the high slit up the leg, but I kept seeing like in there, I kept seeing her panties. If you're gonna wear this white look, please just put on a white panty. Like, why do you have a black panty on? So that was a little distracting. Um, I do like it. I always love Mommy Wata. It wasn't my favorite look for her or week for her on the runway, but she's still she's still great. I would like to interject quickly and say, David, drag queens don't wear white panties because they do turn beige. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I just uh, maybe tuck in the panties to where you can't see it. Um, face card never declines from Amiwata. The, the face, honestly, from like boobs up, she looks phenomenal for me. I do think the slit is just a little bit too high. And I think if the slit was a little bit um, further down, we wouldn't necessarily have that issue of having the panty showing. Uh, the train, an unfortunate thing. But I do think, again, going back to one of the things that I've been saying a lot with Drag Race franchises currently, it's just one of those things that you learn as you get a little bit more drag experience. She hasn't been doing drag for that long. Um, so I think that's just one of those things that you learn. You learn how to how to adapt better in those situations. I think she did the best that she could with what she had on the runway as far as walking and tripping over the train. I don't dislike this look. It's not my favorite thing she's worn. I think what if could have, she could have done to permit, like if you're gonna put on the black panty, put the black panty on and then put some white, a white panty over the black one. So you're still wearing your black. So, it, you know, it, it, you're fully covered, you're full supported, you feel, you know, tucked or whatever you have to be. And then just put the white over it because it's gonna cover, so people won't see that in the dress. And it looks like a part of the dress. Like, oh, that was the whole thing. You can put it on and then it's still a dress. So that could have fixed it too. Because sometimes we got to wear two panties. It is what it is. This is life. Yep. <sighs> I'm wearing three right now. Oh, period. I can't. Should. <laughs> full, full, fully support. <laughs> Scores for Mummy Wata. This is a confident 80 for me. I like a confident 80. I do like that. But I will actually give it a confident 80, even more confident 85. <laughs> um, it's a 70. It's a 62 for me. It'll be a 66 for me. Oh, David refuses to give anyone a score above 70. You uh, you need to get used to David's scoring yes. system because it's different. So for me, 100 means this is on par with the best look I've ever seen on Drag Race. So, and for you, that is uh, Shea Coulee's uh, construction look from season nine. Okay, that's a 100 for me. Okay. Okay. Well, we kind of talked about the challenge a little bit. I don't know if we want to give brief thoughts on specifically the individual performances, but we did have Punani and Peach as the news anchors, Sarah doing the interview, Moon doing the weather, uh, Kitty Space as the like Q, uh, QVC person is how I see it. Um, Keona as the astrolo as astrologer, um, Mami Wata as the exercise guru, and then uh, Cookie and Ginger as the chefs. Logan, did you take these pictures? I sure did. Did you just go out of your way to, like, get the worst shot you could of everyone? I absolutely did. Because Peach looks like a screaming girl next to Trinity the Turk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Punani's saying, even if I was Natalie Nunn, you couldn't chin check me. So <laughs> The Punani and Peach ones are literally. <laughs> I just want it. But I hate you so much. <laughs> the only person who got away like unscathed here 
is Kiona, <laughs> but that is because Kiona, like, you could take a, the worst photo from the most unbiased <laughs> angle of Kiona and just thought- be like, I thought about pulling. I thought about pulling the the image of Kiona where she's like, <laughs> and I almost did because some of her faces are just fucking wild. In terms of actual thoughts about the challenge, um, I had a wonderful time watching this challenge, even though I think a lot of the humor's lost on me. I think I thought Ginger was like really funny to me, and I thought um, she kind of got lost in the mix a little bit with a pair being with. Cookie, I keep mixing K- uh, Cookie and Connie up because they both start with like the C- well, CK sound. But um, you cookie said and Cookie and Cunty? Cookie and Cookie, I'm sorry. I keep mixing I... up Cookie and Cunty too, don't no, worry. No, it's okay because in my notes, I'm pretty sure I called Kitty Cunny Space. <laughs> Come on, Cunty Space! <laughs> That's when Drag Race Mars is being uh, filmed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just closing thoughts. I thought I really enjoyed Moon. Yeah, I'll go quickly. I do want to talk about everybody, but I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So for me, I had three tiers. I had a top four, a middle three, and a bottom two. So for me, the four that really stood out and made me laugh a lot were Sarah Forever, Moon, Kiona, and uh, Ginger Bish. Um, I thought they were all great. They had really fun. I could not stop laughing every time uh, Sarah was like, ooh. And just her like crawling on the floor. She is so much like Jimbo to me. Like I could see Jimbo doing that exact thing. She was cracking me up. Moon was hilarious with how messy she was and even the makeup and just everything she did was making me laugh. Of course, Kiona was great. She sounded like me trying to talk about horoscopes. I don't know anything about astrology, but she was like, yeah, the lion's going to do it. <laughs> I was just cracking up. Um, but I, th- I think probably the person who made me laugh the most was Ginger. Every time she went for a swig of that alcohol, it was so funny. Um, I, th- I felt mommy was in that second tier, perfectly safe. Um Nothing she did really stood out to me as being negative or positive. Uh, kind of same with the two hosts. Um, I do, I did feel a little bit of desperation at times um, from, um, why am I forgetting her name? Top middle, which Peach, Peach, I was getting a little bit of a desperation from her. Um, and then uh, Punani was just getting a little overshadowed. Um, but for me, the clear bottom two, was Cookie, who just faded completely into the background. And that's more credit to Ginger, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kitty Space, her shtick just didn't work. It didn't land, didn't laugh, which was really unfortunate. Why did she put a croissant in that pit crew man's armpit? No. Lana, go ahead. I mean, I agree with David. I think the same four for me, the same middle for me, the same bottom for me for those very reasons. It's like Kitty and Cookie just, they just missed the mark, completely missed the mark for me. Never laughed, didn't do anything. Um, 
Ginger had me rolling. I was like, I'm laughing so hard at Ginger at this moment. I feel like Ginger should have won the comp- the whole the if they were just judging it based solely on the challenge. Ginger won this hands down because she made me laugh. I I mean Sarah made me laugh too. That mm, I thought that was hilarious. That mm, was funny, but that was her that that was her thing. That was her thing, and I was like, "But Ginger, just every like she would go in, take a swig, come back, and act like nothing happened, but is getting drunker and drunker by the second, and it's just like the red nose. The red, it was just so good. I'm like, oh, she's just she's been drinking even before this, before like she was drunk before she started, and now she's continuing to get more and more drunk. I well, just, the wine bottle wasn't full when she went to go take that first sip. So. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like she just, that made me laugh even more because I'm like, oh, I can imagine she was toe up before they even got to this uh-huh. segment. And so now she's continuing to get even more lit and more lit. But, you know, it was just so funny to me. I think for, for me, I think Ginger won just by the competition alone because she just had me laughing so hard. Not that Sarah didn't, but Sarah had me laughing too, but I think Ginger just did it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree with David and Lana. Um, I kind of do like Peach a little bit more than you guys did. I feel like her facial expressions and the antics she was doing while other people were talking really caught my attention, and I feel like that made her stand out more than Punani. Yes, thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> then, I understand. Yeah, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. Ginger, she did a really good job as well. I feel like her drinking bit was really funny. Um, yeah, I agree with everything else y'all said. And now that Eris made that um comparison to the Natalie Nun, I can't unsee it. Like, I really can't. I really can't. I tend to agree with most of the things that have been said. I think I I completely agree with you, Lana. My favorite in the challenge, by far, no question, was Ginger. I thought Ginger Ginger gave me drunk Julia Child in the best possible way. And that's what I want from that. uh, That's what I wanted from that kind of performance and that character. She really gave, she, where's, where is it? Hold on, hold on. She did what needed, what needed to, be to be done. Challenge, truly and honestly. I think for me, my personal top three in the challenge would have been Ginger, Kiona, and I'm going to be honest, Moon. I thought Moon did a really, and my fourth would be Sarah. But I think I think Moon did such a good job. The character she was playing, was it you know out of her comfort zone? Absolutely not. But I do think she did a very, very good job of playing this Swiss girl that is giving... French weather and like the fact that she was like the north is cold no one ever wants to go there like it's everything she did was so succinctly funny she didn't have a whole lot she didn't draw out her jokes by any means but what she said was very very funny and entertaining for me um it would have been nice if she could finally get some critiques I agree I agree um I think for me personally I would not have put Mami Wata in the bottom. I actually, in the bottom three, I would have put Punani. I don't think Punani stood out at all. And I think Peach overshadowed her. I think Peach did a really good job. Um, but I think Punani completely faded. I couldn't tell you a single thing Punani did that Peach didn't also do. 
And that's an issue for me. And similarly, I can't tell you a single thing that Cookie did that Ginger also didn't do. So for me, like that's kind of where that's kind of where it's at for me. And then Kitty Space, unfortunately, just was not was not good. The thing that Cookie did that Ginger didn't do was stay sober. True. <laughs> Until the end. But okay. Let's that's that. We did all of that. So we have a we have a top three this week of Sarah Forever, Kiona, and Ginger Bitch, aka everyone on Lana's draft team. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um and our challenge winner is Sarah Forever. Which I agreed with personally. I know that Ginger probably made me laugh more, but I just really like the nuances with Sarah Forever. Um, she made me laugh. Like it was almost equal. Uh, plus, I like the runway better, so I was glad Sarah got another one. I think if you're factoring in runway and challenge, I definitely understand, and I'm not mad in the slightest that Sarah won. For me, I would have given it to Ginger. I also would have given it to Ginger. Yeah, definitely. We'll give it to Ginger. The cheese stands alone, I guess. You do. The cheese stands alone. And it's okay to be cheesy by yourself. <laughs> I love it ain't so easy. cheesy. It ain't, it ain't easy. It, ain't, it don't go down easy if it ain't cheesy, period. We have not referenced her in a minute, so I feel like it is time to It is time. It's, yep. yeah. Tamara Double Chocolate, please come on the podcast. I would scream. We love you so scream. much. Just iconic. We have our bottom three. Cookie Kanti, Kitty Space, Mamiwata. I would have put Punani instead of Mamiwata. I don't know. I kind of agreed with the bottom three. Um, but I thought there was a big gap between Mommy and the other two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought do. it was just the bottom two, yeah. Yeah, I agree with the three. I think those, are the, those were the weaker three. But... Mommy Watson way better than Kitty and Cookie. Period. Like, don't you mean Cookie and Cunty? <laughs> cookie yeah. and Cunty and Cunty Space. Period. <laughs> Cunty Space and Cookie Kitty. Um, speaking of our bottom two, Cunty Space and Cookie Kitty. They could not resist. This. Oh, oh. You just knew, like, as soon as they had the same outfits, there's no way they couldn't put them in the bottom. Oh two. no, this is a full out. Uh, sugar and spice moment. Like it was still deserved, though. I agreed completely. Yeah, this lip sync. Interesting. I love the song. The song is great. Um, and I think, I think every time Cookie, am I talking about one? Yeah, Cookie. Every time Cookie lip syncs, we actually get to see part of her personality and why she has the reputation that she does. Because for me, she emoted and she delivered this. Kitty, I felt she got a little bit lost in the sauce, unfortunately. Unlike her first lip sync where I feel like she actually did a lot better. I, feel like, I think she just got on her head and I think she resigned herself at this point. Which is a shame because I think Kitty had a lot of potential. But um, yeah, for me... Cookie, yeah, sorry, I keep checking the names because I'm like, which one am I talking about? <laughs> because you've made me all anxious. Miss Cunty. <clears throat> yeah, so Mama Cunty did what needed to be done. She put Kitty straight to bed. For me. I agree. 
I mean, yeah. It, I think they wanted to send Kitty home anyway, and I feel like they wanted to send... I feel like both of them were are disposable to them right now. I feel like they they could see they they could have sent Kitty home or they could have sent Cookie home, and they would have been fine with either one of them going home. Um, it just so happened. Kit, I agree. Kitty got a little lost, but I feel like Cookie was very Cookie is very refined in her lip syncs, and she's very like she's going to look at you in the face. She's going to give you eye contact, and she's going to give you the dramatic. Of what she's singing, and Cookie and Kitty wanted to be all over the place and you know dance and you know do the performing thing. And I feel like Cookie was like, "I don't have to do all that. All I got to do is get contact with you and make you look at me, make you, make you look at me." And she did that, and I feel like she did what she did. She did what had to be done, and yeah, right person went home. I think. The moment Kitty lost it for me is when they do the wide pan shot and they're both spinning in their matching coats and Kitty just can't get the, she can't get the coat turned in the way that Cookie did. It was just like, it was that really unfortunate moment where it looked like big sister, little sister. And like, and I don't mean that in a, in a demeaning way, but it was just like Kitty could not get that coat around in the way that, that Cookie did. Mm-hmm. Yep. For me, I think that Kitty was worse in the challenge and she was worse on the lip sync, yeah. but I honestly would have rather her stay than Cookie just because Cookie does not excite me at all. Sure, it's fair that Kitty left, but I don't know. I was really hoping she could pull off something with this lip sync. And also, what I've learned this week twice is maybe I should stop drafting people based on them having really good Instagram looks because that does not translate necessarily to good performance skills. So, yeah. Oh, we'll talk. Ugh, I'm very disgusted. We'll talk. <laughs> Mr. Talented, anything to say? Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, for me, Cookie won the lip sync. Um, the lip sync, it, it it was okay. You know, it was nothing too exciting. It was an okay lip sync, but for me, Cookie won definitely. It wasn't last week's lip sync where we were like, "Oh my god!" Right, right. We do lose some kitty space. No, sad times. Very sad times. But <sighs> we move next week. Snatch game. Snatch game. game. I'm excited. I love a good snatch. And I love a good snatch game. So I'm excited to see what these girls bring. Yeah. And we have some very funny people. Like, they're going to bring it. I just know it. Sarah might get her third win. I I was going to say, I think Sarah's going to do well. I think Ginger's going to do well. I think this is a week where Cookie could really phone it in and bring herself back from this double bottom situation. That's not phoning it in. <laughs> I think she can I think she can really succeed. I think Kiona could do really well in this challenge. Uh, I think Kunani has potential to do well. This is a funny cast, so I think we're gonna see I think it's gonna be a really good snatch game. So <sighs> I have I have people I'm scared for. 
but I yeah. have one person I'm scared for specifically Me in her too. game is Mommy Wata. Mommy Wata. <laughs> that is who <laughs> I'm scared Wata. for. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous for her. Yes. Before we go, we got a draft update. Yes, let's talk about this draft. Let's talk about this draft. Please, let's talk yeah, about this draft. Yeah, I know draft. Lana wants to talk about this draft. Okay, so uh, in, in fourth with zero and one team member left is David. No. <laughs> I love my team member. I love me some moon. Mm -hmm. It's this moon. Uh, I think you'll go far with that one. I think you will go far with that one, period. I in third with six points is me. I'm holding on to my Punani and my Mamiwata, and I'm very nervous for next week. Mm -hmm. I can confirm he is holding on to his Punani. Mm. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, in second place with 16 points is Eve. Wow. And in a very commanding first place is Lana with 28 points. Period. Period. I mean, I'm doing way better in this draft than I am going to be doing in the other draft. But it's okay. I still am winning the other one, too. But, yeah. We didn't sign a prenup, so if we ever divorce, I get half of those draft points. I mean, uh, I talked to my lawyer, so <laughs> there's a loophole. Your lawyer is me, so sorry. <laughs> um, anyway. Thank you so much for joining us for our coverage of Drag Race France. Uh, we, will be, we will be back next week with some good old Snatch Game. So you're on YouTube. Do the YouTube things because you're on YouTube. You know how to do them, so do them. Uh, thank you so much for uh, getting us to 500 subscribers. That's a big milestone. Uh, lots of very exciting, wonderful things coming very soon. So make sure you're subscribing. And also make sure you are following us on social media at The Cup Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for all of our funny moments because we're funny fucking bitches. Also, follow us on our other channel, The Cup TV, because just all the good stuff you find here that you find hilarious is some great stuff on The Cup TV. So you might want to go check us out over there. Yeah, we got two channels. That's how we rolling over here. That's how and we I didn't even know. Here in, that's more, how we do more it. To come. More, more to come. come because so. that's how we do it at The Cup. So check us out on not just this uh, cup channel go check us out on the cup tv because it's some great stuff over there too so if you're 500 over here all 500 and you go join us over there exactly. and so period do that please get your merch you. also you have the merch up, but get your merch link in the description below uh and with that we ship means internationally red. we ship internationally and tip your local drag queens always and tip your local drag queens okay me cheers Cheers, y'all. Uh, Cheers. 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 Cheers.